Welcome to TSO Consulting Group's DEI podcast series, Why Is It So Hard? Shining Through the Shadow of Resistance. I'm Dr. Tanya Breland. And I am Erica Lee. Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> We're glad to have you again. We're so happy that you continue to follow us and, and watch us. And we are just happy to be here. I'm Tanya. And I'm Erica. And this is our podcast, Why Is This So Hard? Shining Through the Shadows of Resistance. Um, in this podcast series, we discuss issues that prevent us from being socially just and free and that's us as a society mm -hmm. so the goal here is to disrupt the status quo of racial inequality and inequity in systems so each episode challenges you it challenges us to be the change we want to see mm -hmm. and so today's topic actually is called am i in the right room Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so our focus is really belonging. Yeah. And so we, we've heard in recent years more and more about belonging. We've heard diversity, equity, inclusion. And now um, in that space, we hear more and more about, about belonging. So we're going to talk about that today. Mm -hmm. We'll introduce it to some of you. But for others of you, you may have heard it. And so we're going to talk about what that means. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I remember some years ago listening to Brene Brown. I, I actually really like, like, um, like her work. And she was talking about this innate need that every human being has to belong. Sure. Um, and then if we do, we go back through some of our, our research and college years, you know, we um, can think about Maslow's hierarchy mm -hmm. of needs, you know, and there's a pyramid. You can Google it. Um, but, you know, on that pyramid, you know, in the right smack in the center there, you know, before someone is really even able to self-actualize, mm -hmm. you know, they um, they need to be able to belong where they are. And so I think this is something that, you know, we often um, find ourselves um, fighting to belong. Uh, and we see this with children. Yeah. We see this with adults. Um, and what we don't want to see is we, we don't want to see people just fitting in mm -hmm. because fitting in does not equal belonging yeah you were talking about maslow's hierarchy of needs so belonging even comes before achievement so before i can produce mm -hmm. right before i can do anything that will bring the company or the organization or even myself forward mm -hmm. before i can do that i really need to feel like i belong there mm -hmm. and so when we think about um kind of what's in it for us to make sure people belong you know, for those of us in uh, that work for companies that rely on profit margins, we rely on, you know, making money. Mm -hmm. um, very often, the people that feel like they belong will be the ones that produce the most. And so that's something really important to think about. But also when we think about schools, if kids don't feel like they belong, mm -hmm. very often, you know, that will prevent them from just doing their just doing their best right so right so then so then what does it mean to belong like what do we see when when someone belongs 
What well, does that look like? When someone, I, let me do it the reverse way. Okay. So when someone doesn't belong, mm -hmm. because I've been in spaces where I don't belong, mm -hmm. maybe we can kind of share some mm -hmm. examples of those times. Um, but when you don't belong, you often don't have a voice. Um, you, you're, you know, you may not be valued. You mm -hmm. may not feel a sense of connection yeah. to the people that you're around. Um, you may feel like an outsider. Um, you may feel like, um, you know, everything that they have to say mm -hmm. excludes you yeah. or everything that they're doing excludes you. Mm -hmm. So then I guess when we talk about what belonging is, it's when you are, you know, um, not just in the room, but you are, um, you are a part of yeah. what's going on in mm -hmm. that room. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been in a place where you felt like you were just trying to fit in, but you didn't really belong? Yes. Mm -hmm. So I used to work for a state agency. <laughs> and um, this is years ago. And I worked for a board. And for the most part, the board was, um, you know, different generation, different culture, di different, different racial group from me. And I remember being out to dinner, we were out at some conference and so we all met up for dinner. And I remember being um, out for dinner and they were they started talking about the Beatles and how fond they were of the Beatles, which I, I didn't grow up listening to the Beatles. Like I didn't know what they were talking about. And so they would talk about like lyrics and they would sing parts of the song and everything like that. And in that moment, I was just like, what the heck? You know, I, I just felt like I didn't you couldn't I, sing along. I couldn't sing along yeah. and I couldn't be a part of the conversation because they would talk about different group members and everything like that. And I just wasn't really and they and there was no concession. There was no thought that there might be someone or two here at the table that did not listen to that genre of music mm -hmm. or didn't listen to that particular group. Mm -hmm. There was it, the thought didn't even cross their minds. And yeah. so in that moment, um, and then a few other moments with this particular um, work assignment, I, I just didn't belong. I just, yeah. I just didn't belong. I, you know, I felt disconnected. I felt like I was sort of like watching what was happening. So I was at the table, but I was not partaking mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. the camaraderie, mm -hmm. the fellowship, mm -hmm. um, the um, the. The laughter. The laughter. Sure. Yeah. I was not a, a yeah. part of, of any of that. Yeah, what about you? So when you were talking, I, I remembered something where from an age perspective, I didn't feel that I belonged. Um, so we were at a, a um, an education conference. This was some years ago. So I was in my, my early 40s, you know, yesterday. And um, <laughs> yes, psych. Um, and, and we were invited out to dinner. I, like I knew a couple of the people and they invited us to dinner. And these were retired educators. Mm -hmm. And there were other people that joined us, some that I didn't know. And um, we're out at dinner and, you know, initially the conversation is education related. Um, and then somehow the conversation starts, starts turning to like medications and ailments. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Um, and they're, they're all comparing medications. Well, how many milligrams of that do you take? And like, oh, you know, I take that for this. And, and, you know, and it was, and I'm sitting there like, doo, 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 you know, right, uh -huh. but they did acknowledge, they did turn and they said, and my husband was with me and they did turn and they said, 
when you get older, this is what you guys are going to have to, this is what you have to look forward to. So they, they at least acknowledge yeah. that there was an, an age gap right. there and that, you know, but for the longest, I just kind of felt like, okay, yeah, this, yep. I probably should just excuse yeah, myself, yeah. you know, yes, yes, but, yes. um, you know, and it was comical and they laughed mm -hmm. about it, but, and so it wasn't as bad as other times mm -hmm. where I've been in a room and felt like, you know, like, should, should I be here? Yeah. You know, and, I, and when that happens, you know, especially in professional settings, I don't feel I can be my, my authentic self. Yes. Like my authentic self doesn't show up. Yes. Um, I find that I shrink mm -hmm. when I mm -hmm. don't belong. Mm -hmm. um, you know, recently we were, you and I were at an event and there was a conversation about, you know, the, the interest around the table was about hockey and, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. hockey games and mm -hmm. where they sit and, you know, sitting in the boxes or whatever. I, I'll confess to never having gone yeah. to yeah. a hockey game. I don't even know if I've ever watched a hockey mm -hmm. game. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I felt completely left out yeah. of the conversation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, and I, I think that that's the challenge, right? You feel left out. Mm -hmm. So if I'm in this group and everybody's talking about something that I've no, I, I have no frame of reference for, it doesn't apply to me, mm -hmm. you know, how, um, you know, how much do I belong here? How right. much am I going to feel a part of this group? And if it's a working group, right? How much of this group am I actually going to lend the full set of my talents mm -hmm. to, right? How authentically can I show up um, as, as myself? I have to be honest, you know, after that Beatles conversation, for me, it was like, okay, there's a separation here. It's like them and then it's me, mm -hmm. you know, it's them with the Beatles and whatever, you know, anything else from that particular, you know, genre or even, you know, age group. And then, and then there's me and, and, and even sort of like a, um, not even, at least you got an acknowledgement like, oh, you know, when you get older, mm -hmm. you know, like in, the, in my case, it was just like, like I wasn't even there, mm. you know? And so, and I worked, like I knew them, I worked for this, for this group. So then, you know, so then why then is it hard, do you think, for people to make others feel like they belong? So it might have a little something sometimes, like talking about the, our previous podcast where we're talking about privilege. Sometimes it's an issue of privilege mm. where, you know, your privilege gets you in the room yeah. and gets you heard and, you know, gets you being include, included in the decision making that happens. Um, and sometimes it's, it is a pri yeah. an issue around privilege. Mm -hmm. um, other times, um, you know, maybe it's not privilege, um, but maybe it is, you know. Mm -hmm. I think it's, you know, oftentimes when I think about when I don't belong, it usually often boils down to because of my race or my gender or because of my, um, occasionally because of my belief system. Mm -hmm. um, not not generally yeah. because of that mm -hmm. um and and that kind of it, it it really kind of makes me feel you know mm -hmm. um some kind of way if yeah. you will yeah you know makes me feel like um i i, I have a decision that i have to make mm -hmm. you know either fight for belonging right or i'm gonna shrink mm -hmm. 
-hmm. you know, shrink back and mm -hmm. kind of just isolate myself from, from the group. And that really isn't what people want. Right. You know, right. and really you want diversity of thought mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when decisions are being made. You want in inclusivity. Um, but if people don't feel that they are a part yes. of the group, then they're not going to give you all of their ideas sure. or their thoughts or, you know, um, they're not going to show up the way that you would want them to show up. So then what happens do you think when, okay, so, so let's say in my, um, or let's say in your scenario, you know, these people are genuinely bonding over, you know, taking medications or, <laughs> you know, <Yes>. whatever. <laughs> So there's a genuine, there's a genuine moment of, of bonding, right? Yes. And somebody can't relate. Mm -hmm. So if, do you think that that group has an obligation to the people who can't relate? Like, should we not talk about medication? Like, so like, talk about like, like what happens when maybe we have a set of interests that just doesn't apply to, to this other mm -hmm. person? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, so I think that there is a responsibility on the larger group to find a way to connect the, the outsider to that group. Sure. And so depending upon how often that happens, that could be something that, you know, that, that can easily be done. Now, you know, my situation was like a one-time situation. Mm -hmm. um, but in the workplace, it oftentimes is a repeated yeah. situation mm -hmm. where someone doesn't feel that they have a voice or someone doesn't feel that they can be their most authentic selves in, in the workplace or in a classroom. Mm, mm -hmm. So let's think about students, you know, when that happens, I think it's incumbent upon the schools, the teachers, the job, you know, the, the um, coworkers or bosses, mm -hmm. I think they do have a responsibility to ensure that everyone belongs to the group sure. and everyone is a part of what's going on. Sure. Um, because when people are isolated, you know, not only does that make a person feel feel bad, mm -hmm. but some people, um, it impacts their mental health. Yeah. It impacts their um, self-esteem, their, self mm -hmm. their well-being, mm -hmm. you know, and and then you lose out on the opportunity to see what this person can contribute. Yeah, and I think that that's really kind of important. So what happens when we don't see it? What mm -hmm. happens when belonging is not there? Um, and so, you know, a lot of times when students are not successful academically or making really challenging social decisions, very often it really sort of like those social decisions are really about the need to belong. Yes. So I don't belong in this space. I'm going to find my group yep. because it is, you know, going back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, belonging is a need, a need. Right. it is a need and not we need, it's not a want. Mm -hmm. This isn't just something nice to do, right? right? right. This is something that we need to do. Mm -hmm. And so when kids or when people feel disconnected, you know, some really challenging things can happen. Mm -hmm. um, things that would um, affect the, the health and the well-being of the entire group. Right. If And that's if we don't manage groups properly so that there's belonging and then teach people within the group how to inspire belonging. You know, it wouldn't have taken much more for the group that was talking about the Beatles to say, Erica, what kind of music do you listen to? I, you know, I hear that you're pretty quiet. What kind of music do you listen to? Right. You know, right. or that right. kind of thing. Sure. It wouldn't have taken that much more. Right. Right. And so that's the, that's the challenge, right? It's not 
that much more to right. include people in on the conversation, right. to include people in on what we're doing and to make people feel like, like you belong to this team too. But in order to do that, we've got to feel like we value that person. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about bias in another, in, a, in another episode, but sometimes if there are patterns to the groups that don't feel like they belong, mm -hmm. there's a challenge. And I think it's incumbent upon leadership, whether it's the classroom teacher, whether it's the, the supervisor or manager of a, of, a, of a group, to really kind of discover like, why is it this why, why aren't we having belonging mm -hmm. um, amongst everybody? Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and we're talking about situations where, you know, it may be an inadvertent lack of belonging, meaning someone's not deliberately trying to make you not belong. Yeah. But there are scenarios and situations where that actually happens. It's not so inadvertent. It's right. not so accidental. It really is just not, there's not a concerted effort. Um, my mother was telling me about when she was, um, you know, growing up and um, how, you know, if she if she was in spaces in education in particular, where she was one of a few black people in the room, um, uh, what would happen is, you know, she would often like say they were talking about they weren't. Uh, let me not use that example. Um, because <laughs> I, I was going so I was going somewhere else and I was like, let me, let me back that up just a little, little back, bit. A little bit. Um, but she was saying how, um, you know, they would talk about certain topics and then, you know, look at her, mm. you know, singling mm -hmm. her out. Mm -hmm. And the mm -hmm. teachers allowed it. Like, yeah. you know, it was like it, right. it was just yeah. it, it was of no moment. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You know, we've heard of stories mm -hmm. where, you know, um, children in classrooms would say things that were, you know, either um, along the lines of racist yeah. or sexist right. or, um, you know, had, you know, basically showed some other bias. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because the teacher might have been uncomfortable, they didn't say anything mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. what happens to the child who's the victim of that? You know, and it could even be a mm -hmm. child that that's a part of the LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That is another one yes. where the, there may be teasing or what have you that goes on and nothing happens, mm -hmm. you know, because the, somebody's uncomfortable. So the person in leadership is uncomfortable, so they don't want to address it. They don't want to talk about it, you know. And so then what they do is they give permission to the group yeah. to continue to isolate, sure. to continue to, you sure. know, to to ride that person or chide them some some kind of way to make them feel less than yeah. or to make them feel that they are not valued mm -hmm. and ultimately when we are in in when we don't belong we don't feel valued that's right you that's know? right that's right and our voice is not heard right you know no matter right. what happens no yeah. matter you know we've heard really horrific instances of you know um opportunities that the leadership or educators um, had to support a child that did not feel like they belonged and they just turned a, a blind eye to it. You know, they decided not to act. They right. decided not to um, um, just act on behalf of, of, of the student. And so, so then I guess that leads us to like, so we've seen some things that people haven't done. Mm -hmm. So what does then it look like for a, um, a leader, a teacher, 
a supervisor to just engender belonging? Mm -hmm. What does what does it look like? Like, what are some things that uh, like where would you start in well, terms of so engendering I, belonging? I would start with you know just even giving examples of you know how I am as a leader. So it's really important for me as a leader. Um, like I believe in shared leadership, but sure. that has been my um, like a, you know driving force of how I am as a leader. Mm -hmm. And what that means is that when I'm making decisions or when decisions need to be made, I believe that everybody who's impacted by this decision should ultimately have an opportunity to weigh in on it. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's not just me, like the, the you know, the, I'm the only one yeah. that, could, that has, you know, thoughts or ideas sure. about how things should go. And so I literally would invite them to weigh in on the tough questions. Like, mm -hmm. what do you think? Mm -hmm. You know, how would you handle this? Um, you know, what are some ideas that we can generate here that we could potentially use? Now, I recognize that the responsibility was mine in the end to make the, those decisions. But I was not going to make those decisions uninformed of what others in the group had to contribute. And I greatly valued what they had to contribute. And I think they felt like they belonged on this team because it wasn't just me doing things to them. It was we were working together trying to create, you know, whatever needed to be done. Um, and so that's one way that I would do that as a leader. What about you? Um, I, before I talk about that, I just want to say I really like that because I think one of the challenges that people have, especially when you're the only one of this group, you know, um, uh, on a team, sometimes you're only called in for questions or issues that involve that group. Sure. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're only bringing you in, Erica, because we want the perspective of African-American parents or we we're only bringing you in because we want to know about, you know, how do women, you know, um, how are women feeling about this particular, you know, space or that kind of thing. And so I think, you know, if you want to isolate somebody and make them feel like they don't belong, only give them voice in a limited capacity. Right. right? right and so. Right. I think that's really important too. So I love your example because it's like, I need everybody's voice, right. right? I need everybody's voice. And though I recognize your race or your culture or your language or your gender or your sexual identity as a part of you, I know that that's not the sum of you. Mm -hmm. And I know that you bring expertise into this, into this space. I just, I love that. Um, I, I think the other space, I think the other thing that I would do, the other step would be to really find out like, who feels like they belong and, and, and who doesn't? Sure. Like, and are there patterns to that? So are there patterns to people who say, you know, who there are, you know, I don't know if you've had this, but you know, I've been in spaces where you know that there's somebody, you know that there's somebody who has expertise. Mm -hmm. They have insight, they will not share it, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They will not provide, you know, that yes. person doesn't feel like they belong. Mm -hmm. They're not going to contribute to the teams you know, um, benefit, they're yeah. not going to, you know, create more of whatever the product is like, they're just not going to do it because mm -hmm. they don't feel like they belong. Mm -hmm. They feel isolated. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, how much are you missing out? You know, right. when that person says, I don't feel like I belong and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to lend my voice. Right. And so I think really finding out, you know, ask your team about how they're, how they feel about, you know, communications mm -hmm. and, assignments and you know all of those areas your the operations ask them about those questions about you know and it could be maybe an anonymous survey you know but find out are there patterns to the ones who feel like 
they don't belong. We were we were in a training recently where someone came up to us after the training was over when their colleagues were gone yeah. to share, you know, I didn't want to say this in front of my colleagues. Cause because I got to work with these people. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Right. And yes. I didn't want, you know, I, I know that they're not going to accept yeah. what I have to share. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. what was clear in, in, in those, and that's happened on more than one occasion. Yes, what's clear in those situations is that these are some individuals who are feeling left out. Yes. And sometimes it's, it could be their political affiliation mm -hmm. that they may be sharing, or it could be, you know, their um, their racial background mm -hmm. that they may be sharing, or their their LGBTQ status that they're sharing, and they basically feel like if I say something yeah. in this group, mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not going to be able to yeah. I'm not going to be valued anymore. Right. Uh, I'm going to be ostracized, perhaps bullied. Um, and ultimately, that is not the kind of workplace or classroom that anybody ever deserves to be in, yeah. ever. That's just, it's horrible. Absolutely. So I, I think as a leader, then you take notice, like mm -hmm. intentional notice of who's participating, mm -hmm. whose voice do we hear, yep. whose voice are we not hearing, and be intentional about about that. Right. You know, it, it could even, you know, list everybody's name who's in the and check off every time they speak not for a gotcha just so you can get data mm -hmm. around who feels comfortable or in the room to share and to contribute and who doesn't I like that idea mm -hmm. yeah there's something that um, that we sometimes would advise classroom teachers to do when it comes to like conversations in the classroom yeah. like pay attention like track begin tracking who do you talk to mm -hmm. who do you call on um, whose ideas do you listen to of your students? Yes. You know, um, whose back, you know, do you, mm. are, you know, um, do you have to someone? Mm -hmm. You know, or who, mm -hmm. who has your, mm -hmm. not who has your back, yeah. but who's seeing your yes. back, meaning right. you're not creating this inclusive environment. Physically. Right. Yeah. In the classroom mm -hmm. where all students feel like they belong mm -hmm. in that setting. And you know, adults are are slightly different in that we might have some more outlets that we can we can go to when we don't belong, but children sometimes do not. That's right. And so when we think about um, you know gangs, you know a lot of times um, students may be inclined to join a gang because there's a sense of belonging, belonging. That's in right. that gang. That's right. Meaning that gang is like you know you're one of us, you are part of our family and we're gonna take care of you. That's right, that's right. And although they may be doing things that might not be good or good for society, yeah. they have created a sense of belonging for those students who they've recruited, if you will. They've addressed a need. Yes, They've exactly. addressed a need. People need to feel like they belong. Bingo. And so, yeah, then, mm -hmm. and that's it, right? And so if we don't do it, they're going to get it. Right. Right. If we don't do it, they're going to find spaces where they belong. And it may not be spaces where we, you know, that are good for them, right. quite frankly. Right. So, And I think it's important, you know, even in school settings to begin to create inclusive spaces. Yeah. Meaning, so who are all the students that we have in our, in our school? And what is it that they all need? Right. You know, mm -hmm. and so taking an inventory, you know, so do we have, you know, um, uh, affirming groups for 
you know, mm -hmm. all the different mm -hmm. needs the students have where they can feel like, okay, in this space, yeah. I can be my authentic self. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, oftentimes we talk about creating safe spaces, mm -hmm. you know, and safe spaces means that sometimes you've got to do something very deliberate. Even in the workplace, you know, they talk about, you know, are there groups um, that, you know, can we create groups in our organization where people who belong to that group can you know be affirmed and can you know feel a sense of belonging yeah. um, and feel like they are valued as individuals mm -hmm. um, sometimes um, others can get upset about that mm -hmm. because they feel like they're being excluded but i think they're missing the point yeah yeah a few years ago um after the george floyd murder uh, at my daughter's high school they created a black student union mm -hmm. and it was just a space for black students to just talk about issues that are that are you know relevant to them and it has it really did um, wonders for uh, a certain group of kids who had felt marginalized it did wonders for them in terms of you know their ability to have voice mm -hmm. and so I mean that's just one area I, that's just the one I thought of immediately yeah. um, but that's just one area of creating an environment that um, just engenders belonging. And as a result of, of, of that Black Student Union, like they feel like they have more voice in the school community because they're together. And so it's not about excluding people. Um, it's really about like, how do we, um, you know, come together and, and have voice together? And then how do we address some issues that we see that are, that are affecting us, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, so I ask around, you know, this topic of belonging, is that so hard? Yeah. No, it seems to me like it's not. I think so. You know, I, I think agree. it's really organizations, yeah. you know, um, really keeping their eyes and ears open and paying attention to what's actually happening, who gets heard, who doesn't get heard, who doesn't get heard, who gets invited to the table, who's not invited to the table. And when they're invited to the table, is there really room for them? to be a part of what's going on mm -hmm. with the decision-making or the ideas that are being generated or whatever it is. Yeah. And these are the kind of questions that we need to ask, you know, especially when we have privilege and especially when we are in a leadership role, yes. we have the, the positionality mm -hmm. to be able to make some change. We need to do that. Yeah. So we would love to hear your thoughts on this topic of belonging. What are some things that you do or that you've seen or what are some things like what are some areas of challenge that you might have in this space of belonging and creating spaces where people belong? So we'd love for you to join the conversation. We're on all the social media yeah. um, platforms and um, we'd love to continue talking to you about this. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Yep, I'm Tanya. And I'm Erica. Have a good one.